0: You're listening to America's the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome to America's Web Radio. This is the Immigration Hour uh, with your host Chuck Cook and Rocky Ruck. We're both here at the same time to start the show.
2: How long has it been since we've had it's a live show? It's been way too long. Both of us together At the from the start. It's been a while. It's been, been while. too
1: long. And mostly as a result of our move. Yes. And the prep for our move. We've now physically moved our offices. We'll be posting some pictures on Facebook here uh, shortly. So check them
2: out. The offices are nice. Yeah,
1: check out Cook Immigration Partners' Facebook page uh, and uh, mine and Rocky's Facebook pages, of course, as well. Chuck's uh, Facebook
2: page is much more active than mine, folks. I'm you. still a Facebook novice. Chuck is the expert on I'm Facebook. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, there's a limit to how many Facebook friends you can have. Did you know that?
2: Really, I'm sure you've approached that and, and limit. <laughs> at
1: Five thousand, you get a letter from an email from Facebook saying. Uh, Is there an upcharge after that? Or uh, yeah, they, they charge you more because they think because well they think you're a
2: business at that point. Then how do these businesses all? Have? Oh, so because yeah, businesses it's personal. It's personal, it's personal. Ah, okay, I got you. Because uh, the business must be paying for it. Well,
1: mm-hmm. if you have friends, friends. likes don't count. Likes don't matter. But oh, the likes are different for friends, friends, right? Yeah, okay, so, showing
2: my so, Facebook. Guy a friend against.
1: of mine just got that email and said, "Hey, you got more." 4, hey. 5, birth- She's a reporter. I, I mean, don't know on.
2: five thousand people. Oh, I don't think I've met five thousand people in my life. No, I probably not, not. not including people in <laughs> Afghanistan and Iraq. It's just a- <laughs> We're not including all. Those folks. When you
1: start getting friends from them, you know you've got a serious. I actually
2: problem. do have a friend. Uh, he was one of our terps. Uh, who he goes to? Uh, it's a I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. A university in Kabul right now, and he will uh, uh, every once in a while uh, PM me. And just just to work on his English. And uh, he, he's a pretty cool guy. He was really one of the uh, – I'm surprised he didn't come here on one of the, uh, one of the visas, special uh, visas available. Legends. But, yeah, he stayed there. Going well, you know to make his country better. They were
1: impossible to impossible get.
2: They were impossible to get. Yeah. Apparently it wasn't dangerous enough working for uh, U.S. forces as a, yeah, as a Terp. But, yeah, shout out to uh, – I'm not going to say his nickname when he goes by, <laughs> by on the air. And I can't pronounce his Afghan name. So <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Of which he
1: only has one anyway. So <laughs> – uh, is that right they only have
2: one name so. uh well, they have one name they go by and then they, they have it's the same thing with these other naming conventions of mothers, fathers, tribes, names mm-hmm. here and then, the actual legal name is probably like twenty names long oh, but really? they just have one Bob yeah that'll Bob. be that'll be sufficient for now yeah, Bob would be good
1: <laughs> yeah. uh so we, uh Obama has not announced anything really all those who are surprised <laughs> by Obama not announcing anything, please raise their right hand. You're surprised? No, I'm not surprised. Uh, it was funny because of Facebook last we talked about this because a friend of mine said Obama's coming back into town over the weekend. He's going to announce something. Yeah, he's going to announce that he doesn't like ISIS and it's time for another around the golf. Exactly. I, you know what I'm really pissed off about Obama? I, as you know, I am kind of a golf fanatic. I love golf. Yes, he has given golf a bad name. That's, that's
2: what's really. I mean, the me guy. Off. The guy. I mean, listen. I'm not going to. I optics, think, maybe. I think, yeah, it, that's it's about what it, exactly because I think we would be better served if more politicians spent more time on the golf course and less time messing stuff <laughs> up. Actually, so I'm not going to criticize him for that, but it is the optics thing. He played nine holes of golf the day they went into Pakistan to get Bin Laden. Yeah, I mean, and just well, yeah, just uh-huh. played nine, just yeah, well, played nine. Play nine. I mean, he, he, but the guy's did. been playing golf every day for like the last two weeks.
1: Well, he actually only played. I uh, know it seemed like that. <laughs> seemed like it. Okay. He only played eight rounds of golf in 15 days. If I was on a fifteen-day vacation,
2: you wouldn't. I'd play have played thirty rounds of golf. <laughs> Eight <laughs> so, rounds—that was a lot of golf. I mean, that's eighteen it's only, holes. It's only a lot of golf to people who don't play golf. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, it, it's a couple hours every it's, other day. It's four, four to five hours. Four to five hours every every, every other day. I mean, yeah.
1: that's I'm imagining they quite a bit they of clear time. the course
2: ahead of him. I don't think he's yes. waiting any shots. Um, yeah, is my guess. He, he's probably playing through.
1: Uh, but he, after <laughs> he announces he's going to kill ISIS. Uh, he goes out and plays golf with Alonzo Morning. <laughs>
2: Shout out to Alonzo Morning. So if he's you can a get a tee time with the prez, I, mean, I mean, Pat Mark Riley hooked you right up.
1: You know when he's not present anymore, maybe I'll get a tee time with him.
2: We'll see if we um, can get him out here to uh, to your club in Milton. N- now, of
1: course, the word is this week he's back. He's ready. This could be the week stuff he announces stuff is going to happen. For him. No. Uh, David, do you think he's going to announce anything this week?
3: No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, S- succinct, S- succinct. He hasn't called you or anything. <laughs> It's uh, I I hate to even go there in that uh, his moves are so stupid, and the number of people that he's gotten killed, you know, we'll never know, uh, indirectly or directly, and this this last thing on the, on the Foley thing was just. Uh, Incredible, Foley the, uh, oh, guy the, his, the, the journalist got his head cut off, and and then them coming out. Well, we tried to. They were also we tried to. Uh, novels, by the way, Foley's. just just saying. Yeah, we, we tried of, to get him out, and and they described I, I how did they know, did it, and that's just crazy. You yeah. do Well, apparently
1: know. they tried to get him out. I mean, they had good intelligence to get him out, which turned out to be well, good yeah. Good but did you hear? Probably talk about the
2: military intelligence. Well, no, I mean, yeah. well, mean, well yeah. did you hear the <laughs>
3: problem though? they intelligence, good intelligence, is timely. Correct. Right, but you can't.
2: I mean, you can't blame the fact that, I mean, they had obviously had actionable intel. Yeah, but they did you hear the rest it. of the story? They moved on it, and you cannot blame senior policymakers for actionable intel that expires. I mean, no. that. I mean, I would love to blame politicians for that,
3: but but you did really you? Can't. They were delayed by Obama.
2: Well. Uh, were they delayed as as a primary tactic by him because he wanted the actual intel to expire, or were they delayed by the exec by what's called the National Command Authority for some sort of you know legal justification or anything, which happens and. Isn't because they really, This is not yeah, 1983. Yeah, anymore. you don't really want to. I mean, I'm gonna. Ha- I mean, they went in. I mean, they, they, they went to Syria. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and they that takes a bunch some, of ISIS guys. Yeah, that takes some spine. So, I mean, yeah. I can find way more things to fault than than the the, the expiration of of you know actionable tactical intel at, by the executive branch. I mean, that's just not. I mean, it's just. That's what happens. I mean, I don't well, think they you're didn't walk way empty-handed. I mean, nah, they, I mean they bagged, they, the trail behind they, them they bagged some hurt. guys. Absolutely, absolutely. And and as far as delaying, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons that the National Command Authority will delay, you know, raids into foreign countries. You know. Well, you particularly, know, I mean, if you can't get that. overflight rights or something. I mean, you can't just have your guys roll. I mean, you have to you have to secure a lot of stuff unless you're willing to, you know, independently just and unilaterally, which we do, we do a all lot. Time. We do all the time. So, I mean, if there was a reason we couldn't do it unilaterally, you know, they they have to I'm do sure, other things. Sure. And I'm not over Israel. Yeah, and I'm not, and, and I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying I'm loath to blame. You know, the National Command Authority for, you know, things that fail like that. Because I think there's way too many moving parts yeah, in the that The only dream. failure was they didn't get yeah.
1: fully out. Now, here's the interesting right. thing. What, three or four days after they had him, after after it comes out that they went after him, they released the other journalist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, because they're probably scared. I The guy, said, but guy probably said, they did What? Yeah. Holy stake! Let him go, man. Because they probably didn't know that that's what the purpose of the of the raid was initially, and they say, "Hey, if the guy is here, it's only a matter of time before they find out he's here." And if they if they're coming for you, they're gonna get you, even if you don't have the hostages there. Well, so, plus, plus I, I think these I mean, guys that were holding this other journalist, I think they're scared
1: to death of ISIS too. ISIS scares all these guys. Yeah, are
2: I mean, those they're guys are nuts, hardcore. Uh,
1: yeah. What was interesting about ISIS and and how this relates to immigration. Is that how many Americans and Brits are part of ISIS? Uh, and that ISIS is these guys are not Islamists. These guys well, simply are just, name, psychopaths. Right. just psychopaths. They're just psychopaths. hiding behind, behind a hiding behind facade a religion. Of Islam. Right, I
2: mean, the facade of Islam. You can't
1: Islam. even. I mean, at least Al Qaeda, you can call them Islamists. Yeah, these guys aren't even Islamists. They they're had just, some religious
2: just, agenda. These, these guys, guys are just no. thugs. Uh, you know, just criminal thugs hiding behind you know you know a uh, uh, religious uh, you know. A couple of these guys, banner. they
1: just—they just convicted. They—they they, they went. I'm reading this article today. Uh, in their were books, like Islam for Dummies, the Koran for Dummies. These guys were not. Yeah. These, these are not, were, not the no, guys from Sayyid uh, uh, Qutb. No, no. Have you all
3: heard anybody identify "quote unquote" their leader or central command or? Yeah, there's a like guy.
1: That? There's a guy. I, I've talked about. That. There's a guy, and he was in our custody. In Iraq, and we yeah. let him go. I think once or
2: twice. Oh, but he's in the Brits' custody a the couple times. In the Brits' custody a couple South. times, yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, it's I, honestly. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, it's kind of a law. This this area between. You know, west of Baghdad and you know the eastern portion of Syria. I mean, it's kind of a lawless area. I don't think anybody knows what the heck's going on on the ground there. I oh, mean, no, that yet. border's not functioning. Well, anymore, I thought it was and hilarious. It just, when the
1: Syrian prime minister said, "How dare they come into our country?" Yeah, like, dude, uh, you should be grateful. You don't really
2: own that portion of your yeah, country, well, chief. You know, and
1: you should be grateful we're going after these guys because <laughs> yeah. guess what? They're coming after they're you coming first. After
3: you,
2: but
1: exactly. well, you know, I, I bring the ISIS up because of Rick Perry. Now, Rick Perry Rick is, got indicted. Rick got himself is, indicted last he week. He did. Rick. Uh, Rick is <laughs> not. Building any rockets to Mars If you know what I mean Safe,
2: safe something, uh, yes But
1: he has demagoguery down to a science Oh, yeah uh, I have friends in Texas that know him personally uh, That will swear to you That there are very few people dumber than Rick Perry on the planet uh, <laughs> As far as intelligence But that the man can speak and demagogue
2: like nobody else it's it's he's, he's, governor like Texas Clinton, history. he's like Bill Clinton without the intelligence. He,
1: in many <laughs> yeah, ways he is. Uh, is. and you know when he made a fool of himself in the last presidential election mm-hmm. just that that was nothing. He's just getting started. He just getting started because he has linked ISIS to illegal immigration. Oh right? goodness. Because this is this is this is his whole demagogue This is bringing I back want to hear this. Gray Davis from Cal- from the 1980s. Uh, Proposition one eighty seven from California. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, really we're demagoguing the poorest southern border, the poorest southern border, the one he sealed up with his with his national guard troops, right? In which fewer and fewer people come illegally all the time, and we catch higher and higher percentage of people. In which children are coming in right now through right. that ICE is going to come through now. Is that a possibility? Absolutely, absolutely. It's also a bigger possibility.
2: They fly to Canada and walk and across. Going shopping. See and you later. Come, come right in. Because a lot or, of these cats have British or they're British American. They just walk in the country. Today. Yeah. Can't wait to <laughs> see New York City. Well, or they have a passport. And if these guys are as uh, you know, they are as bad as everybody says. If they've got cats there who have some sort of Western travel document that they can come to the U.S. on, why would they come flash, illegally? If you have a British passport or a U.S. passport, you come in whenever time you want. Okay. You don't have to come illegally uh, unless your name's on a watch list. And well, even if it is, even I if it gonna... is, you got a U.S. passport, they can't deny you entry. Right. I mean, you're, you're getting into the country. Uh, if you have a British passport, you don't have to have a visa, special visa to come. Just come in on your British passport or fly to Canada and walk across the border. So, for him to say that you know these guys are going to exploit, I'm using air quotes, exploit the uh, well, southern here's US what Lake he said because this is just
1: stunning because this, this again points out the demagoguery. Quote: They have told us they are coming. And why should we not take them at their word? They already may be ISIS cells, ISIS in America. We don't know. That's true. The Earth may explode
2: tomorrow. We don't know, Chuck.
1: The moon may fall (laughs) into the ocean tomorrow. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. But. Let's make policy. But we should should make policy based upon stuff. Based on the possibility. To quote a famous Secretary of Defense, there are many unknown unknowns. Shout out to Donnie Ross. We know the unknown unknowns. We have to prepare for all we of have, them, we have even known, the ones we don't know about. We have
2: unknown knowns. We have known no un- unknowns. We have known knowns, un- and we have unknown un- unknowns. Un- unknowns. <laughs> One of the greatest press conferences. Have you seen the uh, – the, the, the uh, they, somebody did it on YouTube <laughs> where he's, he's doing that press conference, but you see his hands – and he's making origami birds. No really <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a cl- it's a classic. <laughs> that must have made the rest of the
1: military. <laughs> oh, in, yeah, it, it, yeah. I'm it sure it did. It did. So anyway, keep going so on risk. They may they may have used our southern border.
2: May have. May have. May have. We but don't
1: know though. What about another border? Because we know it's porous, and we do. We know we're not doing our job. The country is not doing its job. Well, the federal government is not doing its job. And we know how to do it.
2: Oh, really? Exactly. Texas knows what, how to do what, it. Chuck.
1: What What part? I mean, all you need to do. Don't mess with Texas. Chuck Norris, baby. T- just tex- bring a, Texas Chuck Norris. can secure the border. We, we don't need him. We just need Chuck Norris, Texas Ranger <laughs> Walker, and he will Walker, Texas Ranger. And he's been on the show
2: here, Chuck Norris. You guys have had him on, don't you? No. You should bring him on. I been well, on one of I, just, shows. I just want to say, is the U.S. northern border not porous? No, no, no.
1: Because Canadians are nice. Oh, so as I about. was. Uh, although the, that uh, is the border we've caught terrorists actually coming through. Correct.
2: And it is the largest land border, but yeah. much larger. Uh, Almost and double the size <laughs> of the southern land border. Right, right. Um, okay, just want to make sure. And, and
1: equally as remote, but not as dangerous to cross.
2: <laughs> correct. Much so basically more cross. inviting.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now the White House, oh, let's take a quick break. We'll tell you what the White House said about the, the, the chief demagogue from Texas's opinion on our border. In just a minute, when we come back, on America's Web Radio.
4: Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos al 404-816-8616, a los 404-816-8611, 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net.
0: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration
1: Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866 286 6200. That's 866 286 6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
0: You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome back to the Immigration on America's Web Radio. You know, we need to record some new commercials for. America's Web Radio.
2: Should we? Which we should. Okay. We should. What do you want to do?
1: Um, I don't know something good. Well, it's we unknown, don't. We don't do point.
2: non-good.
1: No, it's unknown at this point. It's unknown. it's unknown. Getting back to the unknown with our friend, <laughs> it's an, um, unknown, unknown. Uh, 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 um, uh, Governor of Texas, Rick Perry. We don't know. We don't know what we don't know. So we don't know.
2: We don't know if there are ISIS cells operating inside the U.S. That because have be. it, that may have exploited right. the southern, the poorest southern right. U.S. border.
1: Exactly right. So they, they could have come across the border. We just don't know. We don't know. So we should. We should tell everybody it's happening, even though we have no proof. Correct. Uh, the White House spokesperson Sean Turner said. White House is not, quote, not aware of any information or intelligence that would support these claims. On Friday morning, Rear Admiral Jim John Kirby. Jim John? I, Jim John. I don't know. John oh. Kirby. Do you know John Jim?
2: No, I, I don't I rear don't know. Rear Admiral John can... Kirby,
1: a Pentagon spokesman. <laughs> Apparently, you could be a spokesman and be a Rear Admiral.
2: Well, yeah, they always have a one-star. He's a Rear Admiral lower half, I'm sure. Okay. He's probably just a one-star. Okay, One-star is okay. Pentagon Said, or, like, quote, There privates.
1: is no indication that Islamic state militants were coming across the border with Mexico. Um, but there's no. But we but don't know that. In, in, Rick Perry's def- in
2: Rick Perry's defense, there is no information that's available to them. That doesn't mean, Chuck, that they're not here. Yeah, they could be here. Yeah, they could be here.
4: Uh,
2: I mean, just because you don't have any information that the moon crashed in you know, the Pacific Ocean last he, night, doesn't I've, mean that it didn't. I've never seen Obama, Osama bin
1: Laden's body. He could still be alive. Could be. He could be. I, that was fake, you know. He could be you. Same, but faked by the same people. The fake the moon landing. Fake the moon landings. That's what
2: I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> on a sound stage
4: He's in Southern, Southern California. California. <laughs>
2: um, th- All right, Dan. I mean, I Perry from is
1: nuts. Um, on Friday, or there, he drew a direct link between illegal immigration and his concern about the dilemma mistake by talking about the threat of a militant who slips across our unsecured. You know, the demagoguery here is it makes it seem to people who don't know mm-hmm. that literally we have nobody, nobody on the border. Right? There's nothing There's a down, big down sign there. Sign says. Welcome to America. There's a chain link fence with Steal a hole our cut our out. Steal our jobs, of it. <laughs> read our Bibles, marry our women. That's what the sign says.
2: That's well.
1: I mean, I, I most you people like some welfare the, with that right. Threat? He's he's
2: just exactly. He's describing it as a, uh, a a chain link fence with a hole in it that with a sign that says Welcome. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. That's not what's happening mean, out there. It is virtually is, impossible to cross that border at this time. You know. You I mean, know what impossible. I want to ask him,
1: how much more money do you want?
2: That would be so great if a reporter in a press conference just said, Rick, we just want to cut to the chase here. How much money do you want? Who do you want us to give it to?
1: Yeah,
2: And it would be great if he would just say, uh, I'm an investor in Honeywell and Raytheon. We yep. need more sensors. Yep. Um, I'm also an investor in private security that provide people. Uh, so go ahead and write a check. Yeah. It, much, it, but it'd be me. refreshing just to see it. Just hey, that's what this, this is all this about is, money. You know, David money is and a power. fiscal conservative
1: which is why I love one of the really is a fiscal conservative.
2: Oh, fiscal conservatives, fiscal. So, conservative. David, I have a question for you.
1: How much money would you be willing to spend to have a completely secure? Supposing it's hypothetically possible, I, we'll have to on. ask the Russians if it is, or <laughs> the North Koreans. But how much are you willing to spend for a secure? As a fiscal conservative. We currently spend about twelve billion dollars a year. How much more would you spread a
3: check for? I think I'd go the other direction. You'd spend less. Less, less, spend you less.
1: Why would you spend less? I mean, I mean, it's a really good point. Why would you spend less?
3: I don't think uh, the border is the answer. Somebody From
1: call Rick Perry <laughs> right now because David's David putting it to succinctly to
2: and truthfully. Yep, that's the border it.
1: Border is not the problem.
2: It's An imaginary line in the sand it's not the is not a problem. No matter how high a wall you want to build. Because for $12 billion, you actually probably could build like a 200-foot high wall or some crazy a nonsense. A, a really crazy, big wall. Cause yes, wall. And walls, walls never come down, and they always keep people in. Do, didn't we have like a wall in Europe? the yeah, like Berlin, Berlin, Berlin Wall? Berlin Wall, yeah. It didn't yeah. come down, though. Oh,
1: it, did. Yeah. it was hard <laughs> yes. to get down. <laughs> Those guys with hammers and a chisel on top.
2: And, of it. But I, I think there down. were still people that were, were getting across it. Because there were holes in the wall, yeah, uh, and people were exploiting it. Uh, so, well, the they, guys that floated the balloons yeah. over the top—the <laughs> borders That's not the answer. For the balloon guys that floated the top of the wall. Are you kidding me? They already do that. They have the uh, they have the uh, motorized little gliders. They just oh, they, well, they get drones. They're yeah, all drones. No drones. Pull across border. Ca- them? Get, they have cranes that pull up to the <laughs> fence, Chuck, and lift cars over to the no other way, side. Really? You haven't seen that. You've got to look up the most ingenious smuggling things that they have. They, they'll they have ramps that they will drive a jeep that ramps up to the top yeah. and then ramps down the other side, and they'll just drive a jeep over it and drive off. I mean, they have, <laughs> I mean, there's there are. I mean, it's all, not all border, pioneer. Yeah, but, all pioneered by drug smugglers. All right, by now, the way, now here's what Perry said. I, I mean, I
1: really love this guy because he look, especially in this mug shot. Yeah, it's uh, like this. I love the fact politician. that he was indicted. No, <laughs> I don't have any doubt that there's politics involved in the indictment.
2: Oh, absolutely! It's all about politics. All kinds of politics. Well, he's probably guilty of it. <laughs> okay. he just he just subscribes to the Nixonian philosophy of if the governor says it or does it, it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. So that that's probably you know what he's thinking. All but yeah, absolutely politically motivated. Because here's his,
1: he, he, I learned something very important running for the presidency. If you're going to do this, you shouldn't have major back surgery. 64 year announced. You're probably not going to be physically or mentally on top of your game. Probably not. I got bad news for you, Rick. You're probably never mentally on top of your game. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, it's um,
2: how great would it be to see him in the national spotlight again with some of those some of those verbal gaffes?
1: Um, <laughs> What
2: was the one where he just he lost I mean, his train sort of, of the, thought in the middle
1: of his yeah uh, I don't know the middle the of the it was so yeah, you know, and did you, do you remember the, the press conference when he was he was either drunk or high and he would laugh at oh, himself oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that was I mean at that point I said that guy'd be funny as president because I would watch Jimmy Kimmel every single night I mean he would be a
2: boon for John Stewart yeah. Kevin
1: O'Leary you know, Obama those guys doesn't give really a lot of good stuff no he doesn't guys, he doesn't mean, somebody like Perry. Oh, uh, I mean, done. It'd like be George Bush on steroids. Yeah, up on for real. Yeah, here's on steroids, what we don't yeah. need, David, is another president from Texas. We just don't need another president from Texas. The Texas uh, miracle of of, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of grossly underpaid minimum wage <laughs> jobs. Uh, we just don't need. <laughs> We just don't need. I'm,
2: gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to cast that much of a dispersion on all the Texans in the audience. Uh, David, primarily, to he David here. I will Rick say 30. that we don't need Rick Perry yeah. as a continuation of George yeah. W. Bush.
1: I think it's about time we had somebody from North Dakota as president.
2: Fargo, Fargo from Fargo. That'd be awesome. We'll see. Hey, listen. So long as they're willing to uh, cut, 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 and so cut some more, I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote. You know, the reality is
1: what Rick Perry's talking about: making the border more secure. Is uh, billions of more dollars, more people, more private prisons, yep. more militarization is. of a non-military border patrol. Right. That's what he said. Why do you want to militarize? Money. It's all about money. The entire it's, thing is about. It's money. about money.
2: It's all about know, money. You know, there
1: was the president that warned us about. What is his name? Oh yeah, Eisenhower. Yep. The military that speech should be watched every day by school. And children we're, we're yeah, and
2: we're so and past the military industrial complex. And 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 what he said in his speech was the concentration of power uh, outside of elected hands, outside of control of the people. And it's listen that that ship sailed on the military industrial complex decades ago. Right now, the security surveillance incarceration state industrial yeah. complex, whatever you want to call it that's that's what's happening today and it's still at a point where we can stop it as a people when we expose you know all this nonsense by you know by people like Rick Perry and his own for for what it actually is it's a power grab it's about money it's about enriching those interests that uh you know make money on the back of uh you know the, the illegal immigrants yeah I mean. or or the the make money on the back of prohibitions on things that don't need to be prohibited i.e. Labor and capital flows, specifically exactly. labor flows.
1: It's, it's just stunning. And, and this gets worse. You look at the kids coming through the border now. By the way, the numbers have plummeted.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask plummeted. you. I mean, it's, it seems like it just dropped off oh, the face well, of the earth in the last – Well, uh, some would say that's because we put them
1: all in jail. That's the thing is you know, we are holding these children, infants, in jails. Do you know this, David? We're holding them in jails in Artesia, New Mexico.
2: How dare you call it a jail? It is a family detention center.
1: Actually, you know what it is. Family. It's a federal government training facility that they've converted into a detention center. Right. They painted the walls and put them
2: all, made them all nice it, and it, pretty, though. Why, yellow, why don't you want yellow. to detain children? I'm sensing you don't want to detain a, a, children. A good
1: friend of mine, uh, Brian Johnson, <laughs> who is uh, a really a terrific young immigration lawyer, uh, one of his clients is a 16-month-old child with his mom in Artesian, Mexico, who is, won't eat or drink and won't even take his mother's milk. That's recipe for disaster. He said, what do I do? I said, call Child Protective Services. Absolutely. Call Child yep. Protective Services in the state of New Mexico and get them into that facility.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you should never – I mean, this is gulag-like. This is, this is freaking
2: it's, uh, Japanese
1: <laughs> detention camps.
2: German this is style, terrible. German style. There is no reason to re- not to release these people. None, none whatsoever. And there's very no justification few of them are to detain anymore. somebody like that. Well, I think I think the word did get out down south. Yeah. Um, and and honestly, I, I am glad that it did because the number one reason why is because it saves these people from spending their life savings and that of their families to get one person here only to be caught. Um, So so that is good. But there's a lot of them here. And what's happening right now uh, with with the – I mean just anecdotally here with the court system in Atlanta. I mean they're basically canceling hearings, right, and left for people who have been in proceedings for four or five years. years. And I'm not saying this isn't the answer, but they're not all – I mean there's a lot of them that are detained, a lot who aren't detained, and they're just overwhelming the – Well, the ones here in Atlanta are uniformly not detained. No, no, yeah, exactly. But they're pushing all these people who've been scheduled for hearings, you know, for three and four years now, off, you know, into 2016, 2017, 2018, so that they can expedite the you know removal orders. These kids are going to get. What is issued.
1: happening to these kids, David? Record five so far have been murdered. Back in Honduras after they get
2: sent back. Yep. and you can murdered. guarantee that number, the actual number it's is higher. That's what simply, the police are willing to admit. Right, that's, what, that's what's That's what been reported, and that's what those countries are going to want to admit, and that's what the U.S. government is allowing to come out because if if there was some sort of statistical evidence of uh, a really high number of it, you can bet the U.S. government would be on that in two seconds, trying to somehow manipulate yeah, we're, we're or the a that, on this. Yeah, We're waiting to see what the press does on this. Yeah, to see if the press actually. I don't, I don't think that they. I, I saw thing I don't think that will get very much traction. I, I just don't. It's not a cool story.
1: Uh, the children dying because we sent them back to their death. Uh,
2: well, I don't think that it's a story that. Uh, I don't think it's a story people want to hear, and it's just like the same thing of the you know we called it a refugee crisis because it was and it is. Uh, you know, people didn't want to see that. On the border, how can America? And very, I,
1: that's for Lebanon. That's for uh, exactly. Syria You'll, and you're
2: forced on. to. If you see that, and it, you know, I, I and I think there's probably you know political and and media considerations, This whole thing. If you see that and it's in your face, you're forced to realize, hey, this this may be a problem. Like it may not just be crime in those countries. It right. may actually be a well. The thing is, the polls reflected in the
1: American public sentiment. Don't send these kids back. There's a refugee crisis, but Let's they still. Away.
2: But they still so Obama, did. Obama, <laughs> he
1: had to be tough, man. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna break the back of these children uh, and the Constitution uh, just to make a point. Uh,
2: well, I, yeah, I think that I think there's a lot of that. I think that there was some internal. I I, I just don't think that there was. I think they did a political calculation, and unfortunately, uh, they're probably correct in their calculation that they can get away with doing this. Uh, because even though most people are fine with them staying here, there's not enough of those people who would, uh, who would be up in arms and change the way they're gonna vote if we do what we're doing and just send them all back. We gotta take a quick break here on, uh, the Immigration on America's Web Radio, the most listened to immigration show in the known universe, and, uh, we'll be
4: right back. O tiene problemas con inmigración. o tiene un oferta de trabajo. Llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. con más de 10 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, Conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-8168611. A las 404-816861. O visitenos al ww.immigration.net.
1: With all the back and forth in today's politics. It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200 or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
0: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Hey, this is uh, Chuck Cook and uh, Rocky Rockcliffe here on America's Web Radio. On the most listened to immigration podcast in the known universe, universe. folks. Um, so uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can always reach us, by the way, at um at immigration.net or chuck uh, at immigration.net. I should give you a Rocky at immigration.net just so that you have that
2: uh, I have that available. You know, that, it's is, rocky the, is so much so easy for people you know, to remember. like yeah. his, uh, I, j- I say Rocky and I do a little boxing motion. People never forget that. Yeah, my they, name. they never forget that. Yeah. No matter, oh, no matter
1: client r- gave me name is Rocky, R O Q U E. <laughs> Uh, okay, Roque <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it's great to be back. Now, Rocky, uh, you, the Mexican president was in town. He was in town,
2: not our town, but not American town. town. He, he was he was in basically an extension of uh, uh, of Mexico at this point, uh, California. They do have the large uh, Hispanics make up a larger, and they're not all Mexicans. Obviously, don't 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 crucify me on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, California's got the largest uh, their largest ethnic group is uh by far Hispanics at this point outnumbering everybody else. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. Uh they still uh lag behind white voters in terms of uh their numbers Blue of registration. registration but hey, they're taking over, okay? Uh and I don't think that that is uh likely to change at any point in the future. But uh you know, he was in town, he was meeting with uh the governor of California, some other, you know, uh uh, uh the mayor of Los Angeles, I think. He didn't meet uh, with
1: Obama, you know why? He doesn't golf. <laughs>
2: Got You got to golf. You want to meet with the man. I mean, that's the way it is. You know. Um, yeah, he was in town, uh, basically on what I like to call a junket, if you will. Uh, just Mexican taxpayers paying for him to come up here and do whatever he's got to do. But you know, he 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 spoke, made some uh, made some public comments and everything. That you know, I'm just reading this and you know, it gets me thinking. Of you know, let's unpack some of these comments and and, and stuff like that, so we can better understand. You know what. The the issues actually are. Heaven forbid we actually understand what the issues are, and not just uh, be like our boy Rick Perry and uh, you know grandstand. <laughs> so he's got one uh, one of his statements here. We want to be a factor of cohesion, not division, with full respect for the sovereignty of the United States. Um, okay, I got that. You you want to you want to kind of respect things, but it begs the question here. First off, do you think Mexico is under any obligation, or should have any sort of Statutory scheme or uh, in place controls to prohibit people from leaving their country? No, absolutely not. Just like we yeah. should. The, we the don't fact that exactly. no. you exactly. I mean, we as of t- as of the as of this show, we yeah. still don't have exit controls in this country. That may change. It, we don't know. Reform passes <laughs> that will change. We will have exit control. Right, but you know what? I I don't think we should, but. At the end of the day, should Mexico really be worried about the exit of its citizens to the U.S.? That's a U.S. problem. And if I was well, Mexico, no, it's a Mexican, I, Mexican
1: problem because uh, who is leaving Mexico? Some of the most entrepreneurial,
2: hardest-working people. But it's not it's, a problem. It's, it's that, a societal problem, right? Not a not a. It's an economic problem. exactly. The it's economic not a legal thing. thing. Mexico does not need all. You know, there's a there's a portion of this anti-immigrant crowd that says, "Well, Mexico needs to you know step up to the plate and say." St- uh, no, they don't any more than we need to step up to the plate and stop people from for, do those people those same people well they probably actually do with taking passports from U.S. citizens who leave the U.S. to <laughs> avoid tax But yeah. you know, I mean, Mexico doesn't have an obligation to that any more than we have an obligation to keep our people here that may illegally go how, to another how many country. Mar-
1: well, even legally,
2: yeah, legally legal. or legally, how many it Americans live in Mexico? million million okay I mean, we send was a million security checks yeah, exactly. to Mexico every month <laughs> because it's there's a lot of places in Mexico where expats can live and it's more advantageous for them to do so so you know this whole this you know Mexico doesn't have any obligation to us to prevent its people from coming here whether they're coming here legally or illegally it doesn't matter um now do they have an obligation? The, the next question is you know there's a lot of people that pass through Mexico on their way here Does Mexico really have an obligation to stop those people? So long as they're not a problem for Mexico, they don't really have an obligation to do so. I mean that's between Mexico and those other countries. It's not a question for – it's not between us and Mexico for us to bully Mexico into saying, hey, we don't like all these Central Americans coming to our country. You guys need to do something about them coming into yours and passing through. If they're not coming to stop in Mexico and they're just traveling through, I'm sure Mexico's probably – if they cause problems in Mexico, Mexico's dealing with it. But Mexico doesn't need to do anything to stop people passing through its country whose ultimate destination and is the Mexico US. changed
1: their immigration laws a couple of years ago to uh, be gentler on undocumented immigrants. Yeah, because
2: um, – And treat
1: them more like they refugees. They were pretty harsh before. Well, they are terrible before. Yeah. Um, and uh, they simply don't have the resource. They don't have no. an extra $11 billion. No. To build a fence on the border. Uh, by the way, talk about you think our southern border is terrible <laughs> as far as inhospitable. Yeah, the southern border of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you got a pass through guerrilla territory down there too in Zacatecas. So yep. Yep. Not exactly. a Not place. not
2: inviting at all. Not inviting at all. So, so
1: really. So, but the thing is this, Rogi, So we know how bad it is to get into Mexico from Central America. Mm-hmm. We know how hard it is to cross Mexico. Yep. We know how difficult it is to get to the U.S. Yep. What how bad do things have to be in your home country to force you oh, to man. go through that?
2: When it costs you probably ten grand, uh, which is, you know, yours, your family's, mm-hmm. all your possessions selling, uh, involves danger in terms of danger to your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about just hey, you may get sick or something. You might lose your life in mm-hmm. this journey. Or limb or it's or gotta or be created. Yeah. It's gotta and you're and you're willing to pay the money yeah. to send your young teenage or preteen child on their own on this journey of thousands of miles through some of the most dangerous territory in the world, yeah, how bad does it have to be in your country? Pretty freaking bad. Yeah. Pretty it's bad. Got, it's got to be awful. Yeah. It's I mean, gotta it's it's got to be horrible. Um, you know, but the, uh, just a couple other things here. Um, just one other uh, comment uh, from, from this, from the Mexican president's visit. Um, Brown, uh, Governor Brown of... Uh, of uh jerry brown of california was talking about how he uh you know recently they they tried to they changed the licensing policy in the state of california to allow undocumented immigrants to get driver's license right. and the the best thing i think there's so many things just in this comment that brown said that he got the message to give undocumented license after a visit to a monterey artichoke field where the workers yelled licencia licencia how indicative is that of just so many issues here first off that he went to a monterey artichoke field and heard this call from undocumented workers, one, shows, hey, they're working there because there's a demand there for their labor. U.S.-based workers don't want to do that. So the labor flows up to engage in that. They're all there. What do they want? They're not saying residence or citizenship. citizenship. No. We don't want that. We want a license. We're here. You're not stopping us from being here. We're not worried about federal immigration laws. We just want a freaking driver's license so we don't have to worry about getting pulled over and paid a ticket. all
1: guys are getting paid paychecks every exactly. week. Exactly. Which means they're paying taxes.
2: Exactly. They're all paying taxes. So, I mean, just that statement alone just shows, hey – Folks, this is an economic issue and and kind of a quality of life issue. It has nothing to do with with anything else. People are coming here because there's a demand for their labor. They want a driver's license. Half of them don't even care about voting, becoming a permanent resident. They just want to be able to come and go from their job Mm -hmm. without having to worry about being arrested for not having a driver's license. That's the name of the game. That's
1: it. It's it's it's, really simple. It's it's so simple. It's really simple. (laughs)
2: But, no, we need to spend $24 billion, I think. We need to double, right now, the money we spend on security on the Southern border.
1: Yeah, here's my question. <laughs> if you want to – this immigration bill doubled the number of Border Patrol agents, David. Right now there's 20,000 Border Patrol agents. Keep in mind, in 1996 there was 4,000. So we've, we've quintupled the number in the last 20 years, 18 years. But here's the bigger question. Where are they going to come from?
2: The, the, Who? the border
1: – The, the new- Border Patrol, where are they going to come from? <laughs> Maybe the Missouri
2: cops could uh,
1: could apply for the job.
2: Well, they've already got the uh, training on all the high speed equipment that yeah. uh, the federal government uh, is giving from the military to these local yeah. police. So they won't. So that would be a cost savings. You, you, for them. you know, the bigger
1: problem, <laughs> as I see this, is is really the drug trade.
2: Chuck, you uh, know, it, you it, know it, that you it know comes that.
1: back to the drug trade because yep. you the problems that people are having with illegal immigration, the that's really almost code at this point yep. for the drug trade. There was an article in the New York Times the other day. Some guy got busted in New York who sold, I don't know, 140 kilos of heroin in three months on the street. Some incredible amount of money. Uh, that means there's demand. I mean, you're not selling it to David. Yeah. David, how much heroin are you buying these days? Probably not that much, right? David's,
2: David's every other uh, month getting a brick problem. Uh,
1: but who's buying I mean, that means the demand is there yeah, that, for this. It, right. We're not creating heroin in the U.S. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it's impossible to grow enough heroin here. Yep. Uh, the the we we, we burned down every, there every marijuana. Place, yeah. field, it's all There's only certain place in the
2: world that opium so poppies. It's the can
1: drug grow. trade yep. that fuels this problem. Yep. Because well, a lot of these drug cartels have moved into human smuggling because it's
2: just a side
1: venture. It's, to pro- them.
2: it's it, and it's profitable. it's Profitable. It's profitable exactly. They have
1: shut down the coyotes who were cheap. The guys would help mom and dad go. All it did was make here.
2: it more expensive for people to come here who it's, are coming here basic for economic, economic and family it's reasons. A basic exactly. Economic model. What they've done is.
1: Just filled a void. It's they're like the drug guys are like Walmart. They pushed out all the mom and pop yep. coyotes and smugglers, and now they and took it over. They have price control.
2: They can control the price whatever they want. They can dictate what you pay. Now Walmart doesn't kill their competitors. No, 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 no. no. In fairness to Walmart. Yeah. They do not kill any. Well, oh, they don't kill their competitors, but, check but out they do of, put them out of business. They do, and and listen, that's what competition does. And I good. have no problem with what Walmart does to. The, and you know what? From an economic perspective, there's no problem. with What car, cartels are just simply maximizing their profits, and the way you do it, you get rid of competition. And the only reason that they're able to do that is because that's not natu- That that market for moving people mm-hmm. is not naturally a monopolistic or oligopolistic right. market. It's naturally a market that tends to perfect competition, meaning many producers, mm-hmm. many consumers. Mm-hmm. and But when you prohibit something, i.e. coming into the U.S. for economic or family reasons or, or drugs, drugs yeah. the cost of it goes up and it's easier for certain individuals who are willing to engage in extrajudicial means mm-hmm. to satisfy disputes get into the market. I want to read something that I wrote down in, the, in, the, in a margin of uh, one of the papers today. Given the level of violence in Mexico – do we have any moral authority to tell Mexico what to do because our prohibition is what's causing the violence? We're, we, do we have any moral authority to say, Mexico, get your house in order. Stop people from coming here illegally. Stop these people from other countries coming here illegally. Well, or Given stop the, fa- the drug trade. Or stop the drug – yeah, exactly. What, what moral authority do we have to tell Mexico, hey, be tougher on the cartels. Spend more of your national treasure causing more violence in your country so that the violence, A, doesn't come here for a product that we demand overwhelmingly more than your – People Your know. economy does for something we just decided we want to prohibit violence in Mexico. Tomorrow goes away significantly if you just legalize drugs, punto.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean we're never so going to legalize drugs, no. are we, David? No, <laughs> no we're never going to legalize drugs. Well, I I, 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 we I think could legalize they, people though. Excellent idea. We could legalize. Stop, people. that would stop human yeah, smuggling overnight. You,
1: you know, Greenville, South Carolina um, has a big event coming up this weekend. Uh, they're billing it as the uh, uh, the the a gigantic a, or the word massive, massive. anti illegal immigration oh rally gosh. this weekend. Uh, do we, we need, need to drive, drive over there. So that, And their target, David, guess who their target is in South Carolina? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, um, who's going to easily win reelection, by the way. Yeah. Uh, this is our fifth rally to secure the border and stop illegal immigration in eight years. You had five rallies in eight years? Wow. You guys you are, are committed, man.
2: Politically motivated. You
1: are committed. Yes. You are really and into this. We are no fans of Lindsey Graham here. no the is they used was massive, right? Massive. In 2006, over 1,200 people are attended our rally to expose Lindsey Graham's effort for amnesty. Twelve hundred, and, and yet he was reelected. Yeah. Twelve hundred whole people. Twelve hundred whole people. Is twelve hundred family
2: units of two point one yeah. individuals, or is it just, just like twelve hundred whole people? This <laughs>
1: massive show. So now I know what the word massive means, David. My definition of massive, and your definition of massive, I think is different from their definition. Of Less than one millionth of the population of the state. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, must re- be repeated to send the message to the South Carolina de- congressional delegation that the people of South Carolina oppose amnesty for illegal immigration. We oppose forgiveness. Who's yes. coming to church with me on Sunday?
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Who's
1: coming to church with me on Sunday? Has Jesus saved you yet? Um, Jesus the, doesn't save Mexicans, Chuck. Come oh, on. is that you, what it is? I, I was wondering what That's was. the
2: South Carolina. Come on. That's what yeah. they do there.
1: This year's crowd is expected to be especially large in light of the ramp-up, the ramp-up, In immigration-related rhetorica, they use the word rhetorica instead of rhetoric, I don't know. And efforts by some local politicians to turn South Carolina cities into sanctuary cities for minor children. I don't
2: think they're in any danger of becoming sanctuary cities.
1: Let's take a break on America's Web Radio on the Immigration. I'll be right back for our last segment.
4: Soy Charles Cook, jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley. Y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el Internet. www.immigration.net
3: This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings for Medicine on Call and participate in a lively conversation. Learn what's happening behind the headlines in medicine. Understand Obamacare. And learn how to protect yourself and navigate the system.
1: Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with E-Verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's
4: 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at
3: www.immigration.net. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.
2: Welcome back to the Immigration Hour here on America's Web Radio. Um, we're going to kind of transition topics just a little bit from the uh, demagoguery of Rick Perry, the uh, associated and intended evils of the uh, drug trade as it relates to immigration. Kind I want to talk a little bit about um, employment immigration. I know this is one of Chuck's uh, Chuck's favorite topics. And Starting off, uh, Chuck and I both are opponents of immigration by luck. Uh, the diversity visa lottery. I know, Chuck, look, I mean, I, I, it's,
1: it's, now a good friend of mine loves this lottery thing, <laughs> and I will tell you, it's been very good for Africans, who really historically have no real way to immigrate to immigrate to the United States. Right. And I understand how good it's been. There are better ways to do it
2: than, than by ju- luck, exactly. And you know, both of us kind of being opponents, of that I kind of want to get, and and I don't know what you're going to think about this. I have strong opinions about it, shocker. I have strong opinions, folks. Um, what do you think – because for me, I think that the uh, – and, and you can break this down a little bit for uh, for the audience after I ask you the question. For me, I think that the separation by country within the preference categories is essentially kind of a reverse – diversity visa lottery in that it being from – not being from one of the four countries that's that's uh, enumerated there, the Philippines, China, India. There used to be a fifth and, country on there by the what way. What was the fifth country? Dominican Republic. DR. Wow. DR. OK. Well – I think that if you're not from one of those countries, obviously you have more – I don't want to – it's a built-in advantage because your your visa will be under all other circumstances similar between your case and someone else's case you from India a green or China. Green card you can agree on for passport. I think that that's inherently it's unfair wrong. and dumb. It's a bad way to run the country. So OK, say, good. We're okay, in agreement.
1: so you, you're, you're talking about – and this is why Obama – he can't change
2: that. No, no, that's, okay. that's that is that is statutory. There's nothing he that he could do to change that. that. But, but it makes should, no sense. Should we change it? Absolutely, we should change it. It's and just get rid that. of it. It's do- to say, hey, company A, you want to petition for a worker who is 100 percent qualified to do this job – they're Who from India. You you, want, right. Who you physically and want you here? You're not finding. You have server. to right. You have to wait longer to get that person he here is. simply because he's from India or China than if he's from Germany. It,
4: it, it, That's
2: again the dumbest it, thing I have ever
1: heard of. You look at this back in an economic context. Right. It makes no economic sense. No. They're, they're, it's it's, dumb. it's, it's dumb. dumb. It's just Dumb. It's just. And then, it, then it, you know. It. And then you know. This. I, I got now, the, the, this. Ra- the rationale behind it. You go back to the '60s. The rationale behind it is we didn't want everybody from Mexico to come in and get ahead of everybody else. I understand the rationale behind it, but this is not the 1960s anymore. Correct. And that's a big problem, probably the biggest problem with all of our immigration laws, even the most recent ri- They're based recent on
2: policies and assumptions from the 60s, yeah. Are almost
1: 20 years old. Right. Uh, I was thinking this morning about the H-1B visa, this, this cap. Now in 1990, when this cap was created on the H-1B, I remember thinking, okay, 60, we'll never use that many visas. Because what were, you, what were they used for? Professionals, engineers, doctors, lawyers, nurses, which you could uh-huh. do nurses back then, yep. uh, and physical therapists. We're never going to have a need. And then something changed that created that need. Computers. Computers. There, there were no computer, no effective computer jobs in 1990. No. So why don't we have an H-1 STEM category right. as well as an H-1B category? I'm going to write a blog about this, but I'm thinking out loud this morning. Why do we have a limit on the number of qualified people that can come in if there is a demand for them to do their job? The, the number one thing that
2: should drive this is the demand for the labor. But it has to be done in a way that protects U.S. workers. Okay, that's where we disagree. Though. No, no, but here's, okay. here's where I'm
1: getting at right. this. You cannot bring people in at lesser wages that reduce the wages. Now, in my opinion, H-1Bs don't do that. No, no, I don't think they do either. But here's the problem with H-1Bs. It's the perception that it does happen, and perception is reality. And And the Department uh, of Labor is not staffed enough, and neither is immigration, mm -hmm. to ensure that each of these workers is, in fact, getting paid the wages that they're supposed to get paid. Right. So I don't think they drive down wages, except in the context of there's more of them, and if you have a greater supply than than than, than you would normally have, right. the wages will be a little bit lower. That I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with people that say we're going to pay you eighty thousand, but you got to kick back twenty percent of your. Oh no, no, no yeah, I,
2: right. Because, that's wrong. No, no, absolutely, and, and it's, that's where government regulation is important. Right. Well, but this is this is this is. I'm going to go back even more philosophically on this. Why should a company that produces a good or a service be prohibited from using the lowest cost factor of production? In this case, labor, simply because the government says they should.
1: No, but the thing is, they're not. Do, they're not. And this is what's caused a bunch of the outsourcing, which is now, by the way, coming back. Right. Because they realize the, the quality isn't there. Right. Uh, people outsource because the labor was so much cheaper. Right. If that labor was here. At that price, they never would have outsourced. Right now, we're not going to have labor at a dollar a day. That's never going to happen no. in the United States. But at but the why same time, we, we say on this, especially on this high end type of stuff. Yeah, look, if we've got people that can't do these jobs or won't do these jobs,
3: right?
2: Wh- who are we to say is uh, that you? Sorry, we'll just do without. Yeah, but well, I mean, it, like a high, like let, let's take like a software engineer here who who the company they have they're on an H one B and they've got a, a pending application for adjustment mm-hmm. there from India. What? Why? Why should there be any component of that, and, and all this goes back to protections? Why should we care whether that person is clearly doing a job that they couldn 't find somebody here to do they 're not paying that guy two dollars a day no. they're paying that guy six figure salary. so if there was a qualified person in America to do it, they do it now. If the only qualified people in America only want to do it for one hundred and twenty and this guy's willing to do it for one hundred grand. Where does that person who's only willing to do for hundred? Where does where is your constitutional right to be free from employment competition? I understand when it's you know we're paying you twelve cents a day. Yeah. I I got that. Economi- I, I'm not defending that or anything. I just understand that argument. But that's not what's happening here.
3: Nah.
2: Where do these? I mean, so it just shows you. This system is so broken and so... Be- I mean, it's it's to the point where you can't fix it. It's you need. That's why this word "comprehensive" when attached to immigration reform is so important. It there needs to be a comprehensive solution that that doesn't just put band aids on these problems that actually addresses the underlying problem and stops but using, we, like you said, 1960s yeah, policy. But this
1: is not going to happen because our our representatives in Congress, for the most part. Have no concept or understanding None. of these issues. None. They just, or they don't care. No. When I tell people, because well, they're bought and paid for by yeah. lobbyists from companies <laughs> that benefit from the crisis that's, and the that, problem. That,
2: that, that's my next question. Let me ask you this. Please. This I wrote this down on this. Uh, that by the way, the the, the 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 idea for this came from you. Actually, may know this guy Andy J Sematiuk, some immigration lawyer that does business stuff. He it was it was a post in Forbes. Now just. You, oh, yeah, I know this guy. You understand, you'll understand. Yeah, I actually was reading that yesterday. Let me let me ask you this. With the way that the He's H1... He's a Canadian immigration lawyer. He is because it's a Canadian solution yeah. uh, to, to this H1. Let me ask you this. Do you think there may be some conflicts or tension with um, employers who have employees here on Hs? And the Hs are renewable. They don't lead to just in and of themselves lead to permanent residence. And a lot of these... Maybe they're from India, from China. They're here on an H. They have a pending application for adjustment that won't be current for several years, maybe outside the time that they'll be able to continue with their age. Do you think there may create some sort of conflict or some sort of indentured servitude between the employee and that petitioning company? Because the visa is really the, – the company controls that. And do you think there well, may be is, some this conflicts? I, well,
1: this, this is easily solved. Okay. Now, right now, we have portability uh, of two things. One, we have pr- portability of priority date. Mm-hmm. Uh, once an immigrant visa is approved, we portability of, of residence. Or once the cars, I, I one forty, once is the forty five has been pending for six months, mm-hmm. but you can't file a forty five until the I one forty is approved. Correct. And and the priority date is current, uh, which means it could be a decade before your priority date is current and you can file an adjustment. And therefore, you have to restart the process. Although you get to keep your priority date, you get to spend money over and over and over again for your employer. One way to solve that: let people who have priority dates that approved I 140s apply for adjustment now. Yep. Why should but, they have? Why should they have to wait? Statutorily, if a visa, right, it's statu- not prohibited. They mm-hmm. can do it. Right. It's a regulatory argument. Cyrus Maita just blogged on this list last weekend.
2: That's, that's, Very simple that's to do. It's regulatory, not statutory. File
1: file your adjustment when your I-140 is approved. Now, you might not get your green card right. for six, eight, or ten your years. Your adjustment may be paid. But you become portable after six months, and then you're just like everybody else. Right, and you're not some, beholden to an employer. As long as your job is anything. the same or similar to the job you were sponsored for, right. the employer doesn't matter at that right. point. Bam. Yeah. Overnight, we saw this problem. Better than Mr.
2: Simontek. No, no, his solution. His, yeah, his solution was – well, I don't necessarily think he was advocating for the solution of going to Canada and coming back on an L or anything. I just think he was pointing out some of the, some of the problems that make people do that. Uh, and then the, the other thing he pointed out, and the U.S. government uh, it, you know, recently announced they were going to change it, and I, I wanted to ask you this. What was, what was the policy justification for barring H-4 holders from working well, there's spouses well, of H1R. I mean, other it, than protectionism, it went, I mean, it's well, just it was, dumb. It, it was just protectionism,
1: and that's yeah. why you know E's and L's have opened up. H4s are going to get their work permits when? Well, those have Pro- to the probably <laughs> this year. I, it'll be part of his announcement yeah. when he announces it. Um, but before we go, I want to ch- I want to go back to my friends in South Carolina. Yes, because it's always good to end our show on a conspiracy. Oh, because David, you know are I love conspiracy radio. We are. I, I'm a huge fan. Of those people who believe yeah. in conspiracy Chuck, theories. if it's, it's not a conspiracy if it's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, what is it? What this, do we
1: this got? Is it. This, is, this is from Carter. Carter apparently is the chairman of the South Carolina Conservative Action Council who is sponsoring this massive rally of twelve hundred people in South Carolina. He said right. this. President Obama has, quote, rigged this border children affair in an attempt to force Congress to support amnesty, close quote. But it gets ee better. Ee so ee. so somehow Obama has convinced children in Honduras to brave rape, he's torture, single, murder. He single-handedly
2: increased the murder rate in Honduras to, to expedite a, like this.
1: Quote, right. he has violated the Constitution. A little unclear about how he did that. And is encouraging others by his lawless acts, still unclear about what those are, right. while encouraging a massive influx of illegals, which, by Gosh. the way, is about only a tenth of what it was when Bush was president, right. some of whom, as the best part, harbor virulent diseases or political beliefs. I, 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 I don't know whether it was virulent political beliefs or... Just political beliefs. I'm not really and quite sure what that was. What he was modifying there, and have absolutely no regard for our laws, any laws, any laws. Quote: oh. His goal is to import revolution by creating a man-made crisis on the border as an excuse to import millions of new Democrat voters. We have to get him his on the goal. Show. I, mean, I need to call <laughs> it. His goal is a one-party dictatorship. Wow, David, you should make this guy a host here. We've got to get this guy on the show. You know, there's a word for that in Spanish. Ecolé, <laughs> ecolé, man. That is, that's that like every is. conspiracy. Current, other than other than saying he's not an American. If he just added that, I, this would be every conspiracy in one paragraph.
2: I mean, that's wow, it, David. That's that was, it.
1: What a way to end the show. Yeah. We'll be back next week on America's Web Radio's The Immigration Hour, host with Chuck Cook and Rocky Rockliff, the most listened to immigration show
0: in the known universe. We'll, Check us out on iTunes.